and I made up this like world in my mind of what I felt like my life should be like as a rapper, what that looks like for me. Meanwhile, all the while, and I've never said this on record or really to anybody, all the while, deep down inside, I know I probably shouldn't be doing this this way. What about God's will for your life? My mom always was be like, there's a permissive will for your life, and then there's a perfect will that God has for you. So in the back of my mind, that's playing, but I'm, I'm pushing it for years. Hmm. I, my story starts when I was like three. I started playing drums, um, taught myself how to play. I would see my cousin do uh, praise and worship at church. And I was like, okay, like, I want to like kind of be like that. So between him and then seeing on the TV, I was like, okay, I know I want to be on TV. I know I want to do this. I mean, I play African drums, still pans. We would perform, but I, I just felt like there was more. So eventually I ended up falling in love with hip hop. It just, it just started going from there. So. Yeah. How did you uh, come to surrender your life to Jesus? I, I have an understanding that uh, you grew up in a Christian church. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so my dad, my dad was preaching ministry, like, heavy. And my dad actually led me to the Lord when I was, like, maybe five or six. I, I mean, I went to Christian school, like, I had the whole nine. But it wasn't until maybe... I mean, it was it was an overtime type of thing. Like as I got older, it would like I would get closer and closer to Jesus, but I wouldn't say till maybe like sixteen. That's sixteen is when it really started to like blossom a little bit, mm. which is interesting because that was around the time where I was doing a lot of stuff like with the music and I'm performing at the clubs and I'm here and there. But that level of discernment started to increase the the conviction started to increase like I had convictions like earlier on just as a kid because my friends would like do a whole bunch of crazy stuff but then really though like around like 1920 then now we starting to I'm 23 now mm. but now it's like okay we we getting for real like we getting serious I think that was when I fasted first like my first fast I was around like 2021 20, mm. so that's when it really started to like all right, let's let's get the ball rolling with this. Let's really press into Jesus and do this thing for real. Like you know, you're supposed to. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Well, talk to us about about your um, uh, your experience in in rap and industry. You obviously begin to pursue that, and as you just said, you you were going to the clubs and performing performing at clubs yeah, essentially, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Performing at clubs. So so lead us through that. How did this rap or this love for music develop for rap, and then? Just take us through that experience of going into that world. Jeez. So basically, I was the group that I was in, the, the, I said I played steel pans and African drums. The group I was in, that that's what they were into. I wasn't even allowed to listen to like hip hop. I wasn't allowed to listen to secular music. I didn't really grow up on secular music for real. Mm. I mean, it's straight Christian everything in my crib. You know what I'm saying? Like they're not playing that. But my mom got me an MP3 player so that I can listen to more Christian rap you know what I'm saying, you know, digitally, like, and so I'm, I don't have to do it in the car or whatever. But around that same time, the guys at the, who were older than me, the just people that were older than me in the um, the group I was in was like, it was one day they, they was talking about T-Pain, and it was a T-Pain record that was popping at the time. It's like 06, 07. And I'm like, I don't know what this is. They're like, you don't know? You don't know this song? You don't know who this is? Like... I'm like, okay. And from there, I'm like, all right, 
I went down the rabbit hole of just just the the passion started to burn. So from there, this guy, uh, he was my next door neighbor, came out of nowhere and gave us gave me. He was like, "Yeah, my mom just won a laptop, and do you want it?" I'm like, "Sure." So from that laptop, I would come home from school every day and just dive into hip hop, just dive into the culture and what it was, the videos that were out at the time, the the vlogs that rappers were doing, and I just I fell in love with that. The more that I studied the culture, the more that I just submerged myself in it. I mean, like, I would come home. I made sure I did all my homework, like, early, you know what I'm saying? Like, at, at school so that when I come home, I can write and I could just look at that stuff all day long. Mm. And this was this was both secular and Christian? or I mean, this is everything. It, or, was, it was kind of a little bit of everything, but more so, like, secular music than yeah. anything else. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So I, I was kind of hiding it. Like, even on the MP3 player, I could listen to the radio. Mm. And like the like the secular joints at the time, mm-hmm. and I would just listen. I'd be cranking like whatever was popping in like oh seven oh eight, and I could go down the list. But yeah, mm-hmm. so from there, that's where that took off. At some point, you had to go public with it, right? How did that happen? How did your parents receive that coming from a Christian household? Household seeing their young boy, okay, now he's going into rap. So they knew I loved rap. But I always had a leash, like because I grew up Christian. Like I always had a leash, like it was lines I wouldn't cross. So I'm writing this and that, and I'm making whatever. But I know that I like I'm not gonna rap about this. Mm. I'm not gonna rap about that. I'm not gonna curse in my music. I'm not gonna. So it was kind of always kind of like a little bit like I had a level of cleanness to me. Yeah. So that kind of helped him. But I'll say in the seventh grade. I ended up, I was, I was, I had a little mixtape at the time I recorded with my friends in the house. And uh, my cousin, I gave him one of the CDs and we was passing around to school. And from that point, like when I came up there to pick him up one time, like it was a Redskins game and we would stay at his house. I got bum rushed by the kids into middle school. There was no social media, it was nothing. Hmm. But that was when my mom was like, okay, he's really serious about this rap thing. And they were very supportive because the music wasn't like it wasn't derogatory like i'm not cussing or anything so it was kind of like just okay like we see that he loves to do it he's staying up till 6 a.m doing it like mm. you know as you started to put music out and uh people began to react to it what were some of the things that you were exposed to uh as far as like you started to go more into the industry or being more interested in like you mean like when when it started to like gain traction yeah I had developed all of these concepts and all of this stuff based on what I would feed myself over the years. And I made up this like world in my mind of what I felt like my life should be like as a rapper, what that looks like for me. Meanwhile, all the while, and I've never said this on record or really to anybody, all the while deep down inside, I know probably shouldn't be doing this this way. What about God's will for your life? My mom always would be like, there's a permissive will for your life, and then there's a perfect will that God has for you. So in the back of my mind, that's playing, but I'm, keep, I'm pushing it for years. Hmm. So by the time I started getting like a little bit of, just a little bit of clout, like, you know what I'm saying? I'm with this person, I'm with that person. My song's starting to go viral on what we now know is TikTok. I just knew that I was gonna act out everything I saw from the lean to the weed, which I did end up dabbling in. I just knew that like, 
I was going to be on that type of time. But I was going to keep it like, I don't know how I thought I was going to be able to do this as a believer in Holy Spirit conviction. I really don't. But I'm telling you, I just knew that I was going to be doing all of this stuff that all the other rappers was doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, being, getting with all the girls. Like, I had lists. Like, my wife now, like, I, I told her, like, we, we were best friends in high school. And I told her, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get with this girl. I'm going to get with that girl. I just, like, I had it, like, to the T because that's what I grew up looking at. And, but at the same time, I, I had that moral, that, that conviction yeah. from the Lord. I was going to be real, like, hush, hush about it. It would have been one of those things, and this is crazy that I'm saying this right now. It would have been one of those things to where I would, if I would have blow up like that, people would be like, oh, yeah, you know behind closed doors, Asa really this way, right? Mm. You know behind closed doors, he's doing this, right? And that was kind of just, I was just going to accept it like that. I didn't really know any better for real, just because at the end of the day, like, I still was running from whatever the perfect will for my life would be. But as I got older, I started craving, like, I want the perfect will of God for my life. Mm. So that's that's kind of just how I was responding. I just had a lot of the plans lined up. Mm-hmm. And he stopped me in my tracks, and it's really his preventative grace because as soon as I had a song that popped, like as soon as my song, you know what I'm saying, I'm, I performed it at the school for the first time. They sung it back to me word for word. Like they caught on to the hook. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's over. Like, I'm like, oh, it's, it's done now. Like, I got like yeah. 500. And I, at the time, I was on a high school tour. So wow. I'm like, bet. I'm about to go from high school to high school. I'm about to do everything that I saw I was doing. At the time, I was already smoking weed. I had already dabbled and leaned a, a little bit. I'm like, bet. Say less. But I had gotten filled with the Holy Spirit, like, maybe a summer before or around that around that time at church. And What was that like? Yo, so it was, it was, it was... It was dope because I always, I mean, I grew up knowing about the Holy Spirit, stuff like that. I knew about praying in tongues a little bit. Like, you know what I'm saying? I didn't really know that you could pray in tongues on command. I didn't know certain doctrine things, but I knew that I needed them. So I'm, I'm in church and it was just like, I, it, I mean, it's, it, was, it was super oily up in there, bro, that day. And we went down to the altar. What exactly do you mean by that? Like, when I mean oily, like, it was the the spirit was high, like the Lord was really moving in the in the in the service for gotcha. real. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't want so, people to think like, oh, it's literally oil. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. It was yeah. the, it was like the Lord was really like moving, like yeah, it was crazy. So I got down to the altar. It was like you know, just Lord fill him, Lord fill him, and it was like whatever you hear, just speak. So I started like, I started. I had I had like one little phrase, and that's usually how it starts for some people. And then I think I I don't know if I fell out or what. But I knew that I came back to school and I told my homies, and because, you know what I'm saying, they church boys too. I was like, bro, I got filled this weekend. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. Like in the midst of like all of this stuff going on with the industry and the hip hop. I got filled this weekend, bro. It was like, kill, bro. Like, and kill is like, it's a DMV term for like, that's crazy. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, but they're like, bro, that's wild. Like, what was it like? You spoke in tongues? I was like, bro, yes, I spoke in tongues, bro. Like, that's wild. You know, so that was kind of interesting. And that was when my conviction started to get a little bit stronger about stuff. What stopped me, at least from being with the girls or whatever the case may be, was he was like, the Lord was like, I, I, I'm kid you not, it wasn't even a week apart. And the Lord goes, you need to stop playing and find out who your wife is. Mm. Meanwhile, mind you, and I didn't say this part, when I was, I've been praying for my wife since I was eight. Wow. 
Like I knew that I wanted to get married because I knew I was going to do music. I knew I was going to do this. I didn't want to go digger. So I was praying for my wife mm. like forever. So that's, that's really what happened. And of course, Gabby, you know, love you, babe. Um, yeah. So that, that's really what ended up stopping me in my tracks was the Lord revealed to me who my wife was. Yeah. And that stopped me from like 60% of all the foolishness that I was mm. <laughs> expecting to do. So, Well, it seems like you're in this new place of surrender um, to the Lord, to the Holy Spirit. How did that affect the way that you went about making music or obviously affected the way that you chose who you were going to be with and you, and you got married? But what other things were affected by this decision of saying, God, I am... I'm I'm all in. It was gradual. Like my 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 manager would be like, "Let's do this. Like let's make this type of song." Or or not even let's make this type of song. I would be in positions to where I could make a certain type of song. Like cuz we had like connections to like the strip clubs or whatever the case may be. At this point, I'm like around 17. So it's like, "Oh, you about to be whatever." We took a trip down to Atlanta. We cooked up in a car. I mean, like, when I mean cook up, like, we made the beat in the mm, car. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, some strip club anthem. And it sounded great. It really did. But I was like, I, I can't, I can't, I can't do this. Mm. I can't do this. Like, I, I might be able to do another little, you know what I'm saying, over here, but I can't do that. And so over time, the more that I would, like, just, just the older I got, the more that my, the more the seeds were planted um, of Christ, for real Christ, not just, you know what I'm saying, it just kept getting like that. Like, okay, I can't do this, or I can't do that. Even how I'd stop smoking weed was just, it was divine, bro. Like, it was, it was. I mean, I, I did dabble in a little bit after that, but what really, like, covered it, like, was just divine. So it was just. What happened there? Like, it was after a little high school show that we had. I went back to my homie house. And at the time, I mean, people knew me as, like, the weed smoker, if you knew me personally. Like, openly, you're thinking, oh, man, Asa's this perfect kid. Like, you don't do nothing. But people that knew me was like, oh, nah. So I go to, I'm going to his house. We light up, whatever. And, you know what I'm saying? I used to outsmoke everybody. Period. I really did, for the most part. I'm not going to cap, but for the most part. And I took one hit, I felt like I was going to die. Like, I legit felt like I was going to die. And they're like, Asa, like. What's wrong with you? Like, yo, like, are you okay? I'm like, young. My lungs are on fire. Like, I really felt like I was going to die. And I was like, you know what? Okay. Okay, Jesus. All right, you want me to stop? All right, cool. So it would just be like stuff like that that would just continuously happen. And I'd continue to get these convictions and convictions and more convictions up until when I did my first fast and really like, and then it was like, all right, cool. It started getting real after that. How, tell us about that fast. What what happened in that fast? It was a um. It was like a. It was a New Year uh, Daniel fast. I really cannot remember what brought me. You know what? It was the, it was a church wide fast that we were doing, and I was like, you know what? You know what? All right, cool. Let's do it. I, I fasted, and then it was like I was praying, and then after that, I just started praying a lot more. And I would like start to get words of knowledge for people. People would come to my house to come kick it, and I'd be like, "Nah, I feel from the Lord like you're not supposed to go home at this point, or you're supposed to take this, or you're supposed to do this." Or I would pray for them, and I, I, cause I would just feel this 
urge to pray. I had no type of training for nothing at that time, but I would start to feel the urge to just pray for people. Mm. And it would be the ongoing joke with my friends at this point, you know Ace is going to pray for you. Before you before Ace will leave, Ace is going to pray for you. And it just started, it started going from there to when I would really be able to like hear God for myself. When they first started to see you acting this way, what did, what did your friends think? Were they happy for you? Were they like, oh, this is just a phase? Like, what did they think as they were seeing you shift? So my homies was like, they was just irritated. Because even though I was doing maybe like maybe a quarter or half of the stuff they was doing anyway, mm-hmm. I like I said, like I had that Holy Ghost conviction because I grew up in church. So I might not do the dirt that they would do the same way. Mm-hmm. So I was always kind of like, oh, no, I can't do that. It was always a level of cap, like just I, I, I won't go this far. Mm-hmm. So it's like, ah. Uh, all right, here go Asa, trying to tell me about my life again, to not do this and not do that and not do this and not do that. And it was kind of like that up until it got to a point to where they were going through stuff. Mm. And then I'm feeling led to pray for them and they like, bro, Asa, I need a prayer through. Wow. Because I know that if anybody can get a prayer through, you can get a prayer through. Wow. I'm a, I'm a like, so that's how that started to kind of like maneuver and start to shift a little bit. Yeah. So it almost became a blessing to them. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because we all need help. It's just sometimes we don't have somebody that actually help us. Right. Mm. Me, all the while, I'm still dealing with my own, it's the pressures of the industry and stuff. Yeah. Um, so. What did those pressures consist of? What, what were the pressures that you were feeling? And just to, just to, to, to be the guy, to be the best, to be number one. So it was like, I'm fasting, I'm praying. I want the perfect will of the Lord for my life. Mm-hmm. But they're telling me that I need to do it this way, or I need to go about it that way, yeah. or it can't look like this. Yeah. Um, and what was God saying? At the time, I really couldn't hear him in that space. Hmm. I couldn't hear him in that space. That wasn't the space that I like, you know, really went after. I just knew that I needed to be in his perfect will. Hmm. So in your 23 years of life, how has Jesus impacted your life? Tremendously. I know that sounds really vague, but like literally every single crevice, every W, every one I've ever taken is because it's been because of him. And um just the amount of peace that I have these days, just in just even in my own destiny and in my own just like walk, just my life, I'm grateful because I don't have those pressures anymore. Hmm. I don't I, I understand now that like all the stuff that I looked at, all the stuff that I was feeding myself. God doesn't have to do it for me that way. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't have to look the way they look. I mean, I've had to just lay that place down. And in doing that, it gave me a lot of peace because it's like I'm able to kind of like live out my own my own story, my own destiny, mm-hmm. instead of comparing what's going on in my life to somebody else's. I'm able to have peace in the fact that because I don't have those pressures, I mean, I can, I can sleep at night. I mean, but like just just so many things that have changed my life because of identity and because I know that he's got me, hmm. because I know that he's my dad and because I know that because he's my dad, he's going to take care of me. And because he's going to take care of me, I'm cooling, bro. Like I'm chilling. I know that I'm going to be straight at the end of the day. Hmm. Um, I mean, I used to have insomnia like really, really bad, like really, really bad. At much at our church, we, we do a lot of deliverance. And the amount of deliverance that has taken place in my life to 
get me to a space to where I can literally sleep. I told you I had stopped smoking weed, but I start, ended up dabbling in CBD a little bit because I needed rest. Hmm. I don't need to do that to sleep anymore. I don't need to drink cough syrup or eat edibles in order for me to rest. You know what I'm saying? I mean, literally, just the amount of, just the effect of the casting out of devils in my life and what the Lord has done in my life through that and allowing me to walk in the fruits of the Holy Spirit, because those things are now like out of my way, it's a game changer. Hmm. What is what is what do you think God is calling you to do now? Give people the kingdom. You know what I mean? Give people the kingdom that that wouldn't really give it a shot otherwise. Hmm. Cause it's like a lot of a lot of times in church you feel like you have to be a certain way. It's kinda like hip hop. You feel like you gotta be a certain way. You feel like you gotta do it this way, you gotta look this way, you gotta dress this way. But it's like the Lord created us as individuals. Yeah. And allowing me to be able to express that and express the kingdom of God through the music and through just my just my daily interactions with people. Um that I really feel like that's what the Lord is calling me to do. Is to mm. just share share him. You know what I mean? And and cuz he came so we could have life and have it more abundantly. Yeah. You know what I mean? So Asa, for for the artists that are watching you right now or for anybody who's um watching, but specifically artists, you know, people who are attracted to music are in the music industry and may be going through some of those uh, mental struggles or just those some of those uh, pressures that you went through. What can you say to them or to someone who knows someone that is in that position? You don't got to be like them, bro. God made you you, you know what I'm saying? And don't attach yourself to what you do or what they say that you should be what they say that you should sound like, or what they say, what, what type of house or what type of, or whatever. Don't attach yourself to that because you're a child of God first. Before Amen. anything, before you spit a bar, before you make a beat, before you engineer anything, you are a child of God. And through that, knowing that the creator of the universe accepts you for who you are and will, and in, and in those, like, those little, like, nuances or whatever, like, those, those things that you feel like, okay, I need those issues. He's, he's looking at that, but he is there to like mold you and shape you and to be more like Jesus. You don't have mm. to sit here and try to be anything with Jesus. He gives you the grace to do everything that he's asking you to do. He gives you that grace. It literally says like, like in James, right? He, he gives us the ability to do what pleases him. So don't don't attach yourself to that, because when you attach yourself to that, it'll, it'll make you crazy, bro. Just tap in with Jesus and understand that that's your dad. You know what I mean? And when you get that, everything else gonna fall into place. I promise. That's what I tell him. <laughs>